Welcome to Screen Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital, sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me that I was bipolar. I was released with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for about a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using music for therapy and as a way to escape. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy. Molly Rhythm were an eight-piece party punk band, about to release their new album. Like many anticipated albums over the years, right before it came out, the band broke up. As their label scrambles to promote a great album without a great band, its many members are left to pick up the pieces and move on with their other musical projects. Nikki Nalbone, aka Nikki Nailbomb, was one of Molly Rhythm's vocalists. She's left with a problem that many ex-members of bands face, giving themselves time to grieve the end of the band, but also take care of their mental health. Music is therapeutic, but even more so if it's part of a healthy mind. For people like Nikki Nailbaum, who have been part of the music scene for a long time, self-care is crucial when it's time to move on. I'm Nikki. I am involved in a lot of musical things. Some of those things are bands. Molly Rhythm the amorphous blob orchestra party show idiot boy karma bat boss gumbug to name most of them and i am addicted to music in a way i play a lot of different instruments i've been fascinated with musical instruments and different types of music for a long time and this was my i guess 33 years of life taking music along as an adventure a lot of ups and downs i guess i wouldn't change it for anything it's hard but it's rewarding yeah you mentioned that music turns off the world and creates my own world um that's a quote that you gave me and i'm imagining there's lots of pros and cons of being in bands playing and touring and all those things yeah for sure lots of pros and cons that's a great way to put it some of the cons i guess are that it's difficult to fund such a project, so that's going to add a lot of stress to anything, just the financial factor. That stress, along with differences of opinions in certain things, you can't look past them. It just affects you, and it affects the situation and the dynamics between people. You know, you got to get to the place. You got to unload everything. You got to be on your shit. And it's a good thing, and you should be on your shit. It's definitely a whole world and a whole job and a whole way of behavior that took a long time to learn, actually. I feel like I fucked up just so many times. But I just kept at it, and, you know, you try to learn from your mistakes. Go forward, or just stop altogether. And the pros? You get to express yourself, and you get to do a thing that nobody ever asked you to do, and you just did it anyway. I guess there's some identity in that that is rewarding and boosts self-esteem. I'm always interested in people dynamics and 
what everybody's thinking and how to get everybody involved and not pressure them into it. But along the way, I have. I mean, I'm more talking about the audience, just watching them behave and their dynamics between each other and like, how can they have a lot of fun and everyone feel good? When a band is like, get the fuck up to the front. It's just like, no, I don't want to. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) But there is some power to that because when you do come up to the front, if everyone does come up to the front, it is like a everybody comes together thing. So there's different sides to different stuff. How has being on the road and being in a band affect your mental health? For me, my home life is very demanding. So that's my time to like have a blast. I know that's not the case for everybody. You do have to work together. Different people and different personalities and having a huge band is difficult because it's hard to keep track of everyone. But it is also really rewarding. How many folks were in Molly Rhythm? Eight. Wow, it's <laughs> a big band. Our bus had 11 seats, including the driver, and every seat was taken. There's always some significant other or our manager. There's always somebody who wants to come. And it's great. It's wonderful. I know this is a sensitive issue for you, but can you tell me how the breakup of the band affected you? It definitely broke my heart. But if people aren't into it, then no one should be forced to do anything. And everyone wishes each other well. I know that. And that is wonderful. It's been tough. It's not about the band, I guess, for me. It's about some personal stuff. If people don't want to be in a band, I don't think they should. It's tough. It's fucking difficult. For me, that's not what it was about. But Molly Rhythm had a lot of pressure on it, and a lot of people felt that they couldn't do that anymore to that level. And that's understandable because, like I said, money, health, mental health, going on the road, planning your whole life around going on a few tours. This country is not built to help musicians. Going to Europe would mean everyone has to have certain jobs that allow them to take off to go to Europe. And their jobs have to give them health insurance. You know, there's a lot of things that put a lot of stress on it. We were banned for nine years with a few different people in and out. Maybe if we lived in a different country, who knows? There's just so much for me that it just affected me in like a all over the place way. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad that people who wanted to not be on tour and like do all that kind of stuff don't have to do that anymore. It's not putting that type of pressure on them. And that's awesome. I am going to continue with music and I just have to heal a bit, but also use my head and try to maximize my effort because it's difficult. It's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Is there a certain amount of grief with a band breaking up? Definitely. There's a lot of emotions. Yeah. Big time. I feel guilty. I feel angry. I feel like an evil Disney queen locked in a castle just wanting to yell about it. But that's really not so much of the band as the way I guess it happened. But when I think about it, with a realistic, unselfish head, forward is good with everything. And 
I really just don't want to force anyone to do anything. That's fucked up if I did that. And I know I did that. So I feel bad about that. Come on, be in a band with me, you know? I'm a psychotic person when it comes to that. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I don't know. There's a study out of Sweden that said that 73% of independent musicians have some form of mental illness. How do you feel about those statistics? That makes sense. I'm not diagnosed for anything. I don't feel comfortable diagnosing myself for anything because if I think I'm something, then I could find all the patterns. I don't want to say for sure what I am, but I do feel bad about maybe narcissistic type traits. Like I don't want to be a big headed asshole. And I know that I have been my sense of humor, like might go too far and I feel a little maniacal in a good way. I don't know. I thought we were <laughs> laughing together. Yeah. There's a big difference between a narcissist and someone that has the disorder, right? I and mean, that's important to remember with a lot of these diagnoses. You may have the traits of some things, but it's really important to make sure that you're not self-diagnosing. Right. It will influence everything in your life. Scientists somewhere this is what I've heard. They put scars on people's foreheads and they said, you're going to go talk to all these other people and you're going to take note if they're looking at your scar or not. And right before they were going in to talk to the people, they're like, oh, let me fix your scar real quick. And they actually took it off unbeknownst to the people wearing them. So they go through the tests like, oh, they're looking at the scar on my forehead. They won't stop looking at it. They're treating me differently, whatever. And they didn't realize that the scars had been removed. So I just, I think about stuff like that. Am I making stuff up in my head? I really have no clue sometimes. You told me before that you like to avoid the doctors. What's that all about? Hmm, what is that all about? One is not having health insurance. Two, I don't take good care of myself. If I had insurance, I would, but I'm just, I'm so bad at, paperwork and stuff like that it gives me all kinds of anxiety and it makes me feel lazy I'm generally pretty healthy so like I don't have a need as much as people who are like have actual things threatening their lives so I think I lucked the fuck out with that let's uh, backtrack a little bit can you think of any punk bands over the years that have really raised your spirits and your self-esteem besides your own I mean they're kind of not technically punk or whatever my pals this band where i'm from called sick shit and this other band called gel they're kind of like grindy power violency fast it's like hardcore i guess too especially to have them as a local band and i could go see them live they're fucking awesome do you listen to music to raise your spirits do you put it on when you're feeling low definitely it keeps ghosts away lately i've been listening to these two bands, one's called Master Boot Record, and it's this guy from Italy, and it's this chiptune classical music metal that is mostly no vocals. And this other, maybe an eight-piece band from France called Priapism, Priapismi, uh, however you say it in French. And they are really experimental all over the place, every genre ever, instrumental I like every genre really hard. I love metal and I love progressive stuff. I love punk. I love hip hop. Yeah, I'm all over the place with that. But those two bands have been 
rocking really hard. We talked about addictions previously. Obviously, that's a sensitive subject as well. Maybe you can tell me just a little bit how that played into your life. Yeah. Addiction is so interesting to me, and I'm so glad that I got past the dangerous addictions. I dated somebody that was super into downers, all kinds of, you know, oxys, heroin, uh, but all other drugs too. And I mean, this was like 10 years ago also, but I didn't notice addiction patterns in me until after I had stopped using stuff like that. I realized all kinds of things after I essentially beat it. And addictions that I didn't know I had, and that they weren't drugs, they were circular brain pattern memories and functions and stuff. I feel like it's an amazing thing to think about because I feel like it can possibly be mastered if you think about it the right way. But it's also, it's just how your brain works. It just goes around and it circles around that one thing. And like, that's how you live your life. Like cigarette smoking, for example. I was living my life cigarette to cigarette. I think you could use it for your advantage. Rappers and comedians, I feel like all day in their heads, they're thinking about things that are funny or thinking about things that rhyme. And that can help you get better at what you're doing. But also you can realize things about your life like drugs or sex or food or anything that will make dopamine secrete in your brain. You are going to want that thing again. That was something I had to figure out the hard way. And I wish that I maybe had a heads up with some of that stuff instead of just, no, you can't have any more candy or something. I want to explain to me what is happening to me. Why is this candy having this power over me or whatever it is? Do you think that being in a band, being part of the music scene, touring, all those things we talked about, played a big part in the addictions? For me, no. Because for some reason, I was just like, this is my own addiction. I'm not going to taint it badly with anything else. I played through my addictions. I played in bands the whole time. And I never let it fuck me up there. I just had fun and, you know, was kind of a mess. But I did what I had to do. And I got the job done. I just happened to be on drugs, too, at the time. And was slowly killing myself. But with bands, I've always been over-the-top addicted to and dedicated to. So a good distraction. Yeah. I know how you feel about the addiction to the music. I definitely relate to that. How has that affected your life through the years? Well, my room looks exactly as it did when I was in eighth grade. I have a bed, and I have a drum set, and I have a bunch of amplifiers and a PA and a TV and a computer, and it's the same. I've always had band practice in my room since I was in high school. Yeah, not, not much has changed there. I am not a rich person. Not that, I don't know if there was a chance for that, but definitely not being in a band, for me, anyway. I, I know people make that work. I, I'm not there yet, I don't, I don't get that. But yeah, I don't know, it took me down this path. I don't know if I missed out on stuff because I was having such a good time. I don't I don't know if there's a way to weigh it. But it's definitely affected me in good and bad ways. I'm just living a weird life. I don't even know if there's a way to compare it. 
a lot of folks get involved with the punk scene and underground music scenes so they can fit in and have a place, feel like they belong. I have a weird introduction to punk. My parents had a bar and they had a lot of punk shows there. And I grew up learning punk from them and they didn't even like it. They just would make fun of it and they <laughs> ran the bar, but they kind of let my mom likes it. You know, my dad will make fun of it. I, I don't know if he's ever going to tell me genuinely if he likes or doesn't like something, but I grew up around a lot of those old tapes and stuff from the bar and now I work at a bar myself venue so my introduction to punk I was 12 years old aside from seeing mohawks when I was three there was this girl band that played the club and they're called the frigs and this girl comes out of the bathroom and she's wearing like a red dress and red high heels and leopard tights and she goes on stage and she puts on a guitar and the whole rest of the band is girls and they start sound checking nobody else was in the bar i was like oh i could do that i don't know maybe you know you see stuff when you're a kid and you're like that's awesome i think that's cool i, I want to do that so i did it and it's fun i guess it's just my way of making art is music and I've always been introduced to music. My parents wanted me to play piano. My dad plays piano really well. My grandpa, he just passed away, R.I.P. He Sorry. played accordion. Oh, he was, he was awesome. He was so good at accordion, and I just picked up the mandolin to just try to play with him last couple of years. I played cello in high school, or in all school, actually. I played saxophone in marching band. I have a lot of weird musical training, and all throughout that, I kept going to punk shows as a high schooler. So I would do all the weird classical and band kind of jazzy stuff, and then also I was into guitars and that other lifestyle. People would come at you from all angles, like, ooh, you like that kind of music, ooh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I like it all. How do you not like it all? It's all good. Stimulates the brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you're a little bit nervous about coming on the podcast. Yeah, you know, anxiety uh, about all types of things like that. You know, if you don't do podcasts all the time, it's kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> and you thought that maybe the lack of a diagnosis was hindering your abilities to be on the podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to talk about something that I don't, I'm not educated at all in. But I guess... Mental health is for everybody. Exactly. You know, whoever you are. What do you do to support your friends who are dealing with mental health issues? Recently, I have been trying to check up on people. I have always tried to cheer people up. And I think the past year, I've been a little freaked out of myself and of other people. I got a little paranoid. So I... Honestly, my whole thing is I wanted everybody to win, and my ide ideology was that for so long in my life, I want to figure out a system that everybody can win, and I kind of blew a gasket, and I couldn't do that. I don't know if I have been a good friend to people or a bad friend to people, so I'm kind of, I don't know. In some ways, I'm trying to take a step back from humans, but... If I know somebody's in trouble, I kind of can't help but to hit them up, you know, if I feel like I can do something. 
I don't like to throw shade. Like my friend Alien would say, always throw flames, never throw shade. I've always wanted to help everybody around me, and I think that might have led me down a weird path. How do you mean? Sometimes you don't know if you're doing the right thing or not. Sometimes I don't know if I've done the right thing. So I don't know if it was a good move or a bad move to try to encourage someone or I don't even know if anyone should give anyone advice at all. You know, what works for me might not work for you. And I was so impulsive, I think, for so long, thinking I'm doing the right thing for someone, but maybe I'm not. Yeah. The first thing they tell people in support groups is not to give advice. So you're on the right yeah. track. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No <laughs> one's told me that. What is it going to take to move on from Molly Rhythm and move forward in your life? I guess I've been giving that my best shot and just continuing to write music and continuing to go forward. Maybe one day the wounds will heal and the communication will happen. And that might, that might make things better. I mean, that, that would probably definitely make things better because that's the thing that's not good. And maybe it's, yeah, there's a lot to communication that things can get taken the wrong way across the board. You know, sometimes, sometimes I don't, I should learn how to communicate better on behalf of myself, probably. What are you doing to take care of your mental health? Um, cleaning, playing guitar, especially during this quarantine, uh, a lot of cleaning and cooking, making my bed in the morning, things like that. Yeah. And music is key. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm any good at it. I just like doing it and I don't care. It just helps. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Screen Therapy. Screen Therapy is now airing on college and community radio stations. They include my hometown radio station, CGMP, out of Powell River, Radio Humber from Humber College in Toronto, Ontario, and Radio Waterloo, CKMS, from Waterloo, Ontario. If you like a certain radio station, hit them up and tell them about the podcast. You can connect with me at soundcloud.com slash screamtherapy, or you can email me directly at jasonschurz at telus.net. That's J-A-S-O-N-S-C-H-R-E-U-R-S at telus.net. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care and be well.